We're back with a brand new episode this week, and this time, y'all, I want to talk to you about being the mature one, (laughs) and when you get sick of it. Man, what an opening line that was. I mean, here's the thing. I have said over the years, countless times in the work that I do, when we know better, we do better. When we know better, we do better. When we know better, we do better. Why do we do better? Because we know better. Because we know the trajectory of doing it the other way that never panned out the way we wanted it to. In other words, if I know uh, manipulating somebody to get my way was my old coping mechanism back when I didn't have coping mechanisms, then when I learn the coping strategies to be direct, be honest, self-advocate, set a boundary, ask for what I need, all of that stuff, then I'm not going to continue to revert to manipulation to get my way, right? Because I know better. I have these strategies. I have these tools now that I want to insert into the equation. But what happens, and I don't know if I've ever talked about this, or I've heard many, I don't think I've heard anyone ever talk about this, but this is a real thing. What happens when you're the one learning and growing in all of your relationships? And I mean, the majority, let's be real, not all of them, right? You have some where it's balanced out and that other individual is growing as well. But let's say in a few key relationships in your life, small handful or less, you're the one always growing. You're the one always doing the work. And now you are sick of being the mature one. Now you're sick of knowing better and doing better. And mainly you're sick of it because number one, they never meet you where you're at. You always have to rise above where they're at, right? So you're never really on equal playing field in terms of respect. You're never on equal playing field in terms of hearing each other and understanding each other. I know you have people like this in your life. Maybe it's a challenging relationship with a family member or a relative, or maybe it is your significant other, your your husband, your wife, your partner. Maybe it's a good friend. Uh, We're not going to use children in this equation because you're the adult. If you're the adult listening to this, you you have to know better. (laughs) It's law. I'm just kidding. It's your job. It's your job to guide children, okay? But when we're dealing with two adult relationships, right? Two adults in a relationship with each other, whether that relationship is familial, whether it's friendship, whether it's a colleague or coworker, whatever it is, right? And it should be even playing field, and I mean even playing field not in this is a 50-50 relationship, I mean even playing field in there is mutual respect, 
even if one person is giving a little bit more sometimes than the other, because that is very, very common in all healthy relationships. They're never 50-50. They're 70, 70, I don't math well, guys. I don't math well. 70, 30, 60, 40, 80, 10. You get the picture, okay? You get, I still count on my fingers, okay? Humor me here. So... Uh, if I, if the good thing Phil doesn't listen to this podcast, he'd kill me if I said that out loud, but that's the truth. That is the truth. Uh, healthy relationships are that, right? They're never, ever, ever, ever 50 50. So get that out of your mind right now. Let's just wash that out, okay? But you want a balanced relationship, you want to give and take, you want mutual respect mutual effort, mutual understanding. Yes, sometimes one is putting in a little more effort than the other or vice versa, but you know, you know, they will compensate for that down the road, right? But when it's very lopsided is when it's not mutual. So you're giving respect, not getting respect. You're giving understanding, you're not getting understanding. (laughs) You're giving patience, you're not getting patience. You're giving compassion, you're not getting compassion, you get the picture. There's this little emotion, which is not so little for us when we feel it, called resentment. And when we feel it, we have to recognize we are overgiving. And so for a lot of individuals who take on this role of the mature one in their relationships, I will just be the one who calmly addresses the situation in spite of their adverse reaction and their repeated adverse reaction, right? And, you know, and and I'm talking in the context of these relationships you've been able to create into pretty healthy dynamics, right? Uh, Not ideal healthy dynamics, because there's not a balance there, but healthy in terms of this person is able to, when you go above and beyond with your boundaries and continue to be the mature one and make adjustments and communicate differently and set a boundary differently, the relationship works just fine, right? But they're still a little difficult because they're not, they're not growing. That's the takeaway here. They're not growing. So you've been able to find a way to interact. And this is something I talk about a lot when I'm talking about my um, relationships with my parents, right? I have found a way to have relationships with them because of the way I interact with them. And that's the goal at the end of the day when you're setting boundaries is the boundaries are for you. They're not to change the other person. So I never went into setting boundaries with my parents assuming that I was going to change them, control them, turn them into people that they just aren't. 
I set these boundaries for myself. I needed to feel good in the interactions, right? So that's a good context to kind of reference if you're, you can't think of one. If you've listened to past episodes, you've heard countless stories of my dynamics with my parents and the growth over the years. I mean, if you go back to early, early episodes of this podcast, then you've heard a lot of growth. You've, you've almost heard it in real time. And that's probably fascinating for a lot of you who have listened to those because to hear where I started to, compared to where I am now with them is is a value. Uh, but what happens when you have like a dynamic like that, right? Like, so let's take the context of my parents just for the sake of this conversation. And let's say I was sick of having to make these adjustments, these little minor adjustments to myself because these people aren't changing. It's just I'm changing. (laughs) Here's your takeaway. I'm changing. I'm constantly growing. I'm constantly putting in work on myself. I'm constantly evolving. And so my boundaries will need to evolve with me. So when you're having relationships with people, who are standing still and you've found a way to establish clear, firm boundaries and follow through on those boundaries so that you can have a valuable relationship with them. But they're standing still. Keep that in mind and you're constantly growing. So those boundaries will work for a temporary period of time, but they will also need to evolve with you. And as you grow, This is always unspoken by so many people, but I'm going to keep it straight with you. As you grow, you will feel sometimes a level of annoyance at the fact and the reality that they're not growing and that you will constantly have to make adjustments on your end in order to maintain certain relationships in order for you to feel good. Right? Are you following? So in other words, as I continue to grow, again, this is just for the sake of this conversation, I'm giving this as an example, as I continue to grow, then we could say it would be very natural for me to feel a level of anger or annoyance or resentment down the road every time I interact with certain people in my life who are standing still, because even though the relationships are good, right? And I've found a way to interact with them where I feel good as I continue to grow and have to evolve those things. There will always be little gaps. And those gaps will be filled in with these emotions that don't always feel very pleasant, but we have to move through them. Right? So I'm growing and I'm picturing I'm doing it with my hands, but you can't see me because I'm not filming video. Uh because I only I only usually film video for guests. But if we picture like a, a linear kind of um, scale, right? And I'm standing right in the middle. That's where I've gotten with this relate these relationships and my boundaries. And I'm I'm taking baby steps forward constantly, right? But let's say they're sitting pretty at that middle line. Let's just say that, hypothetically. And I'm baby stepping forward. My boundaries match where I was at that middle line, right? But I'm baby stepping forward. 
So as I baby step forward, I'm still implementing the boundaries that are sitting at that middle line because that's the boundaries that I came up with when I was there, right? But as I move and move and move and move and grow and grow and grow and grow and evolve, 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 <laughs> those boundaries are not going to align with me anymore. So I'll still be doing the same old thing with them, but it won't fit me anymore. It worked when I was back at that middle line, but I'm no longer at that middle line. So I will then feel like I'm overgiving when really what needs to happen is an evolution of my boundaries, right? What I might feel is annoyance <laughs> and anger because I'm out of alignment with my boundaries. They need to evolve. And another word for boundaries here, for those who just now have heard this word so much, you just shut down when you hear it, your values. What I value looks different. So we'll just stick with that word right now. What I value looks different. What I value sounds different as I grow. So those old values don't match where I'm now at when I'm 20 steps ahead of where I was functioning from. But it's common for us to continue to do, <laughs> there's so much meat to what I'm about to say. I hope you hear this. <laughs> and I almost lost my train of thought because I had to stop and say that to you. Great, Amy, good job. What I valued when I was at that middle line was from where I was standing at that point in time. And it comes from the life experiences I had up until that point in time. The growth that I had up until that point in time. You get the picture. As I baby step forward, I have had new life experiences. I have set new goals. I have new desires, right? I have had more interactions maybe outside of these particular relationships that have given me feedback as to what I've wanted or gotten clarity, a little more clarity with myself as to what I want more of or what I feel deserving of or, or, and this is a, just a very practical one, or maybe I've just realized, yeah, this works. This old way works in these relationships. I'm proud of myself that I've found a way to make it work. But now I realize I don't want to have to make it work anymore. Or I don't want to have to put in so much energy to feel good when I'm in that person's presence. So what do I do now? Because I want these relationships to evolve with me. They're not gonna. Any boundary I set down the road isn't going to change them. It's for me, not them. But I am now 20 steps ahead of where I was, looking back, implementing old things that just don't fit me anymore. How do I maintain relationships and grow when I'm sick of having to be the one to constantly have to figure out what do I do differently now? Because they're not working with me, right? It's like being on a soccer field with an entire soccer team, but that entire soccer team, except you, is sitting down on the ground 
not participating in the game. And you are running around with the ball, trying to play the sport against an entire other team when your team is sitting down and not helping you and not working with you. But you like them and you want them as your team, but you can't force them to stand up and participate. So what do you do? Sometimes being the, I'm doing air quotes, mature one is exhausting. And that's okay, we're gonna validate that right now. Sometimes being the one in the relationship, whatever that relationship is for you, I don't know why I always have to say that other than the fact that it, it, it seems to be assumed that when you use the word relationship, it means you're talking about a romantic connotation and I'm not. I'm talking about all of your relationships. A relationship is an interaction and connection between two people. <laughs> These are, this, that applies to every area of your life where you interact with another person. Those are relationships. You have relationships with anyone that you interact with frequently in your life. Friends, family, lovers, dates you go on. Those are all relation. They all fall under the umbrella of a relationship. Okay, anyway, back to my point. Back to my point. Uh, Sometimes you get sick of being the mature one. Sometimes it's exhausting. These are all valid feelings and valid thoughts. Sometimes I, if we're being really, really honest with each other here, sometimes I get sick of having to be the bigger person on social media. I don't care what I do for a living. I'm still a human being at the end of the day. So yes, I always know better. I always know how to respond to somebody who's mean, challenging, difficult, rude, whatever. But sometimes I get sick. It's exhausting. It truly is exhausting to have to like jump over these hurdles every single day of people's erratic emotions that they don't want to manage. They mismanage. They project onto you all of that. And sometimes I just want to jump in the comments and be like, F off. (laughs) But I can't do that. You know why I can't do that? Because number one, that's my business page. Number two, I'm running a business and me commenting like a human being who is at her wit's end doesn't align with the strategies and the tools and the overall message that I'm obviously conveying to you. But I'm not ever telling you that you're not going to have the feeling of wanting to tell people to F off. Of course you're going to want it. Is it productive to? No. Is it mature to? No. Is it helpful? No, it's not. So why am I going to meet somebody where they're at when it's not going to get us anywhere? If I meet the people in my life where they're at, instead of being the mature one sometimes, then we both stay stuck. And for me personally, that's not good for me because I'm not a person who stays stuck. I'm a person who continues to grow and explore and evolve and reflect and all of that. That's who I am. So in order for me to live in 
in, is it in, no, with integrity? I always want to say live in integrity, but that doesn't make any sense. Live with integrity, live in alignment with myself and my core values and what I stand for and who I am and my character, then my behavior always has to align with that. And I just don't find it helpful, productive, healthy for me to want to, 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 to not want to, to snap at people on social media. I don't find it productive. It's a waste of my energy. But do I want to do it sometimes? Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. There's nuance here, guys. Both of these things can coexist. That's okay. The goal here and the overall message that I'm trying to teach you is that it's okay that sometimes being the bigger person exhausts you. But if it's exhausting you to a certain degree, let's just take the social media example, for instance, right? Because it's a little less personal and a little easier to hear. I could if I wanted to just pop off on people. I got a mouth on me, believe it or not. I am a very mouthy person if I want to be. I choose not to be. Why do I choose not to be? Not because anyone told me to stop. Matter of fact, I get really funny. If you think I'm funny now when I'm just being like this, you should hear me when I'm angry (laughs) and I get a little mouthy. It's hysterical. Matter of fact, like I'll, I'll either make you laugh or I'll make you cry. That's what will happen, right? And I think a lot of you are like that, right? You, ha- you have that piece of you. You know where you can take things. You choose not to take things there. Why? Because for me, it's just, I, it's not who I like to be. I don't like myself when I go there. So that doesn't take away the fact that sometimes I'm prompted to and I want to. I just am disciplined enough and I recognize that's not going to feel good. And the ripple effect of that is just going to hurt me, not anyone else. So it'll feel good temporarily and then that'll fade very quickly. And then I won't be proud of me. And I'll, that will linger much longer than the temporary high of yelling at somebody. So I'm not doing it. But back to this context, right, of being the mature one. It can be exhausting. It can be exhausting because your boundaries no longer align with you, period. That's the big takeaway here. I know. there. Were, it was kind of anticlimactic. Climatic? Why do I always want to say anticlimactic? Climatic? Is that the same word? Anticlimactic? I don't know. I don't know, guys. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) you know what I'm trying to say. Uh, There was very little build up to that. That's what I'm trying to say. So, (laughs) So if you are feeling, here's me getting very direct with you. If you are feeling exhausted, resentful, angry, annoyed, that you're always the one growing, that you're always the one having to regulate yourself, then initiate the conversation or manage your emotions or find solutions or offer solutions or start the reparative conversation. If you feel you are always that person 
the mature one is what we are labeling that today. That will be the name of this episode. If you feel you always have to be the mature one, you always have to be the leader in the group, you always have to be the one who is initiating everything and always working on themselves and always growing and you're dealing with one or certain individuals who are standing still and not growing and now as you've continued to grow there's just this gap between you and you are feeling that the emotion from that gap which is annoyance and anger and resentment then what your next step is write this down if you're driving, don't write it down. Just just look at how far we are into the episode and make a note to go back and listen. <laughs> Gotta look out for your safety, you know. I'm the mature one over here. God. So your boundaries, your values have evolved and you're not realizing it. And so they got to play catch up now, which means what? Practically speaking, sit down with yourself and ask yourself when looking back at certain situations that are creating emotions of annoyance and anger and resentment, look at them and ask yourself from where you're standing now, how do I want this to be now? What is pissing me off about this that I'm having to do or I feel obligated to do or that I've been doing and now I don't want to do? That I, now what do I want to do instead? How do I want to communicate instead? How do I want to interact instead? I, of course, because there's no, there's never, I mean, rarely. Usually the inspiration for these episodes comes from my own life, comes from the conversations that I have had throughout the week or a few days of listening to clients and I pull a topic from that from somebody else in my life, whatever, right? That's usually the inspiration. It's coming directly from an interaction I had or from my own mind. I've had to do this in several different types of relationships recently with certain friendships that are very close to me, very close to me, very healthy friendships of mine, but they've hit a point in their life where they are stagnant or struggling with something and maybe not aware, maybe not asking for help, maybe okay, maybe they're complacent with it, they're okay with it, but I don't align with it and it impacts our dynamic. And I have noticed in my interactions with these particular people in these different relationships of mine, I have noticed feelings of annoyance, anger, even, and you know this about me, I don't avoid anything. I don't, I am, I am very direct. I am on time with every conversation. I always follow through. If I tell you I'm calling, I'm calling. Like you can always depend on me, rely on me. I am not an avoidant person at all whatsoever, okay? The only thing I ever avoid in my life is eye contact when I hate you. (laughs) Straight up. Straight (laughs) straight. (laughs) And that's, you're never going to get that from me on like 
a call, like a FaceTime, nothing like that. It would have to be an in-person interaction with me where I don't like you or I'm incredibly uncomfortable in your presence because of something that I don't like or don't agree with something that maybe I have addressed or I don't feel like I can address because of who you are like maybe you're 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 a friend of a friend something like that I won't make eye contact with you I just I can't because the minute I make eye contact and I make eye contact with everyone you know this if you're on FaceTime with me I stare you right in the eye that's what I do Uh, those who only get audio sessions with me, um, because you get to choose whether it's an audio call or a FaceTime call, those who just choose the audio phone calls um, never have that experience, (laughs) which is like, you're very lucky. You're very lucky because sometimes people start to get uncomfortable when I'm just staring at them. So I'll try to look down at my notebook or do other things. But I'm also cognizant of like, I don't want you to think I'm distracted because I'm not. So I I make eye contact because I like eye contact. Anyway, back to my point here. That's the only thing I ever avoid. Uh, But I will never avoid you. And I've noticed in these certain relationships of mine, I've noticed myself getting text messages. I'm not kidding, guys. Getting text messages, reading it, and I'm a very quick responder. If I am available, I'm answering. If my phone's on like do not disturb because I'm working, the minute I check it, if I see a message, I usually answer it because for me to postpone answering, I will forget it. I don't have enough space to hold to remember to answer you, so I'm just going to answer you immediately. Uh, And I like... I was just talking to someone about this yesterday. I'm quick, quick. I don't like to wait on people. (laughs) That's my trauma. Uh, And so I don't like making people wait on me. I'm very quick. Anyway, I've noticed myself reading messages and being like cringing, physically cringing. Like my shoulders literally go up into my ears and I'm like, ugh. And I never allow myself, another little tidbit about me, I never allow myself to get to the point in a situation or relationship where I'm feeling that much of a heightened emotion like that over time, right? So if it's like a one-time thing, like obviously I I can't, that's the first time I'm feeling it and my awareness is now brought to it, so I'm going to do something about it. Again, I'm quick, right? I don't wait to act on these things. So if I let an emotion linger for longer than that, like if it becomes a repeated emotion that every time this person is texting me, I'm cringing and being like, oh, I don't even know how to answer that. And I know how to answer 99.9% of the things that come at me, whether they're mean or nice. Then I know there's a big issue that I've got to look at inside myself because I've got some stuff going on in the, that direction and I have to actually address it because I don't allow myself to feel emotional discomfort for long periods of time. I don't. That's coming from somebody who, though struggled for a very long period growing up, felt very alone, had absolutely no tools, no support other than begging to go to therapy Um, and being mocked and shamed for it. I 
I sat every single day for years in emotional discomfort and torment and high anxiety and depression and suicidal thoughts. So now that I have tools and I'm older and wiser and I have a lot of experience under my belt, the minute I feel something, I'm taking care of it immediately. I don't care if like the only break in my day to like eat is going to include me eating and simultaneously processing that emotion. I'm doing it. I'm not allowing myself to emotionally suffer ever again because I know better. <laughs> There's your full circle moment in this episode. So let me bring this episode home. Let me land the plane, guys. Let me let me land the plane. <laughs> uh, so so if you find yourself in a relationship. And again, the context of this relationship is that it's pretty healthy. You've, or maybe it's incredibly healthy. Like, let's take it out of that tiny little niche niche. I always say niche. Do you say niche or niche? I hate when people say niche. Don't get me started. I say niche. <laughs> niche. Don't take it out of that tiny niche and we're going <laughs> to... <laughs> and we're going to we're going to pull it into a bigger one. Maybe it's a really healthy relationship cuz now that I just used my own personal example, I realize one of those relationships is reasonably healthy because of me. It's a little it's a little more me than the other person. And then and then another one it, it was it's very healthy and it was very balanced for a period of time and then we hit a point where that individual had some um, life experiences, not bad, actually good ones, but they changed, they evolved. And and um, I'm trying to remove judgment as I say this, so just bear with me. That's why I'm thinking about the right words to use. They evolved, but they evolved in a way that is different than the way I would have if I were in their shoes, right? Um, and so I opted to try to adjust, right? To just accept that, you know, this is where they're at. This is the stage in life that they're at. This is how they're functioning. And that's fine with me. I'm okay accepting it. But my boundaries, the things I value, needed to evolve too. And I didn't catch on to that right? Because that's kind of like the last thing we think about until we start living with resentment and anger and annoyance and frustration and all of those emotions. So your takeaway here is if whether you're in a situation where the relationship was not really healthy, maybe the people were difficult and due to your boundaries and your efforts, you you really made it a relationship that works and is of value to you, but because of your efforts, they're standing still and you are growing and now you're realizing, well, shit, I'm implementing old boundaries that used to align with me but no longer align with me. They needed to evolve too. And that's why I feel this way towards them. I feel like I'm overgiving. I feel angry at the same things they've always done that I've been able to navigate but now I need to navigate a little differently. The work is yours to do. Sit down and reassess what you value. 
How do you want, how do you want to show up in that relationship now with that life experience and the, and the strategies that you have under your belt? Or maybe you were in a really healthy dynamic of any kind, friendship, family, romance, whatever, okay? And they hit a point in their journey where some things shifted in their life and they're either struggling and don't consciously know it, but you're noticing that they are a very different person and, but they're content with it. Right. So I'm not saying struggling and they're talking about how they're struggling. I'm talking like you're looking at it going, I don't know if that's actually like healthy for them, but they seem to be good with it. So I need to accept that. Right. It's that kind of context. And so you've realized the way this relationship always was is now changing. And so the same way I interacted with this person doesn't feel good anymore because it's maybe not reciprocal, right? Maybe there's there's not a balance there. Again, your values have evolved and you didn't realize it. And the the symptom, the sign that's pointing you in that direction is you're feeling anger, annoyance, resentment, frustration. Maybe you are visibly cringing at text messages going, oh, man, not again. Really? Again, you still do it like, why do you keep doing this, right? Maybe you're feeling that exact emotion. That was a, that was a very uh, authentic one there. Your values have evolved and you are not in alignment anymore with the boundaries you've been setting. Again, boundaries, values, interchangeable, interchangeable. So if the word boundaries now bothers you, I'm so sorry. I feel bad because the, the this field of work really takes hold of one word and overuses it and and then everybody's put off by it, but these words are important. Like the word trigger. My brother my brother hates the word trigger or triggered and I'm like, "Okay, but that's how you explain this." And I know beyond my brother, that other people are put off by the word triggered because people overuse it or misuse it. So I have chosen to interchange triggered at times with activated. You've probably read me write write it. Read read me write it? Wow, Amy. Wow. Okay. Um, You've probably read (laughs) it on my page (laughs) where I write it. I'm so sorry. This episode is funny, but also, wow, I, wow, maybe I need to reassess my vocabulary. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so, so I'll interchange it with the word activated. My point being that I feel bad because, you know, everybody got on the boundary kick for a while and it's like, well, that's an actual like tool that you need, like a foundational tool that you need to learn. But a lot of people don't know how to teach it. They they are misguiding you on the subject because boundaries aren't control. They're not threats. They're not controlling. They're not manipulation. Boundaries are for you. 
And I know that doesn't click for everyone right away. They don't get it because you're saying them to other people, but you're saying them when I say you're saying them from the I perspective, you're making I statements. It's because it's it's a boundary for you. You're making a statement to say, this is what I'm available for. I'm not changing you. I'm letting you know this is what I'm available for. If you're not capable or willing, that's cool. But I'm going to have to follow through and respect me because this is a boundary for me. So again, if you're put off by the word, replace it with the word value. Sometimes it's a little easier to get behind and understand when you understand that it's a value of yours. And a value is just like, I want more of this behavior. I align with this behavior. I appreciate this behavior. I respect this behavior. This is the behavior I would want to give people. So this is the behavior I want to receive versus the behaviors you don't want to be around, the type of communication you don't want to be around. And matter of fact, take it one step further and we'll just drive it home with this. Do that for yourself as well. The behaviors that you, that you, that you do to you, how you treat you how you talk to you. And sometimes it's easier to kind of jump back and forth between do I like when someone talks to me this way? No, why am I talking to myself this way? Or you could do it in the flip uh, on the reverse. Do I like being spoken to this way? So why would I speak to someone this way? Why would I allow someone to speak to me this way, right? So it's all interchangeable, very important step, but I think it's important to recognize that there are relationships where we might be the one who's continuing their path of growth. And, you know, and sometimes what we perceive as someone standing still is just them on their own separate path going in a different direction. There are people that have just chosen to not grow. No matter how much life presents them an opportunity to, no matter how much their relationships present them an opportunity to, there are people who will just choose until the day they're no longer here to complain, play victim, blame everyone else, and stay stagnant and suffer. Because what they are is they're tolerant of their discomforts. They're tolerant of their pain to the extent that to even consider making a change is horrifying because it really sacrifices their entire reality as they know it. Their entire identity will collapse if they have to make a change. And when you're older, let's say, to think about that, let's say you're in your 60s, 70s, or older, sometimes to think, well, to make a change, I've been this person for 60-something years, 70-something years. What is, like, that's scary. That's overwhelming. Like, there's so many layers that somebody has to move through just to make the decision to want to change. And I think we failed to realize that as well. And that's why we can only look out for ourselves and our interactions with other people. We can only self-advocate Yes, we can advocate for others, but I'm speaking in the context of our relationships, our interpersonal relationships. We are responsible for how we show up in them and what we give to them. And if you're not feeling great, don't sit in and tolerate that pain and suffering. Take it as a sign because the symptom is always pointing (laughs) you towards guidance. It's giving you feedback. It's telling you, look at this. 
feel this, acknowledge this, change this, allow this to evolve. Don't stay put. So that's it. That's all I've got for you kids today. I have an exciting interview that I'm doing later, which will come out in next week's podcast. So you'll have that to look forward to. I, I will have a guest on next week's podcast. But for now, you're just stuck with me and my voice and all of my weird vocabulary. Till next time, talk to you soon. <laughs>